Welcome to the Money Medicine Clinic podcast. I am Dr. Nikki, your host, also known as the Female Money Doctor. If you enjoy this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, drop me a comment, share it with other people, because that's how I'm going to make sure as many people as possible get the information they need to do better with their money. So with that, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to this next 10 minute takeaway. And in this one, I want to talk about one of my most favorite books written by Robert Kiyosaki. Now, if you've ever heard me talk about this before, you might be thinking, well, perhaps I'm going to talk about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Not this time. That was one of my most favorite books when I first started learning how to manage my money. But this one was what I then read after Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So that first book really opened my eyes to the possibilities. This next one then showed me the, the path, if you like, not necessarily exactly how to do it, but it's but it showed me the, the path to the kind of lifestyle that I wanted. So I really hope that this will spark your interest in it and you'll want to go and read the book as well. You may have already read the book and if you have, I'd love to know what you thought about it. So This book is called The Cash Flow Quadrant. In my mind, The Cash Flow Quadrant book is all about building wealth through building businesses. When you think about starting a business, a lot of people think that they just have to go self-employed and that's it. They're going to become wealthy. But that's not the full story. Okay, so this book is all about that transition from being employed to being self-employed and then how that translates into building wealth. So first things first, what is the cash flow quadrant? So the quadrant separates four distinct areas of potential sources of income. What I want you to imagine on a piece of paper is a cross like this, okay? In one of those boxes, you've got employed. So if you're looking at the boxes, it's the top left-hand corner, stands for employed. Then underneath that, put an S, that's S for self-employed. On the right-hand side at the top, put B for business. And I at the bottom right-hand corner is investor, okay? So what he says in his book is that when most of us think about the way to get in, you know, to get ahead is to work longer hours, ask for more money, get a, you know, get regular pay rises, make sure that we're working all the time, work harder and everything's going to be fine. The problem is if we're not careful, we can lose sight of the fact that we are working hard to support our families, to support ourselves, to be able to do the nice things that we want to do in our lives and sleep, you know, to make sure that we're maintaining our health. All of this stuff can be lost in the process of working harder, working faster, working more hours, you know, in order to make ends meet. But the problem with having a job is that it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to be wealthy. If you've got an individual who is earning 500 pounds a week and they're spending half of that and then investing the other half, then they are gonna be financially better off than the person who's earning 2000 pounds a week and spending 
£1,999 of that without doing any investing at all. Now, when I'm talking about investing, I'm also talking about things like pensions and stuff like that. So you'd hope that the person with the higher salary is in a good pension, but not, not necessarily. So just because you're earning a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up wealthy in the long term if you are spending right up to the line with it. The other thing that he talks about is he, he separates the E and the S on the left hand side, specifically away from B and I on the right hand side. So you might be thinking, well, why is it the E and the S on one side and the B and the I on the other side? Well, there's a really good reason for this. And I'm going to tell you this in a minute. But what essentially he's saying in the book is that you can transition from one side to the other, but it's hard to do and it takes effort to get there. And often there are traps that we can fall into along the way from that transition from one side to the other. OK, now the reason why you would transition between the sides is because on the employed side and the self-employed side, you are limited by time. So there are only so many working hours in a day. There's only so much money that you can make on that side. I mean, you can raise your prices and things like that, but ultimately there will be a point where you can't do any more hours and you'll just burn yourself out. This is where you are trading time for money. So what he's saying is that trans transitioning from that side to the right-hand side, which is where the B and the I is, means that you are uncoupling yourself from having to trade time for money. So what you are doing is you're using your money to invest, to grow your net worth, to grow your business in a way that means that you don't have to be present all the time to run it. And then eventually what happens is that business and your net worth starts paying your bills and you freed yourself from having to exchange your time for money. OK, and now you've got choice. This is what financial freedom is. You see a lot of this online, a lot about financial freedom, financial independence. This is what they're talking about. Now, if you look at the Forbes rich lists and things like that, you will see that a lot of the people on that list have come from self-made money. So through one business or another, they have made money. So it might not be necessarily their business. They may have inherited it from a parent or a partner. But essentially, the people on the Forbes rich lists are those who have a business. So you might be thinking, right, OK, so I need to run a business in order to be wealthy. Well, you're not wrong in that situation, because, of course, looking at all these people, they are seemingly living these kinds of lifestyles that we see online all the time that makes us think that that's what you need to do. But there is a caveat to this. And this is what is interesting in the book when you read it, because it's not just about building a business and that equals freedom. Starting a business is fun exciting you have to learn a lot about marketing dealing with customers um tech you know all sorts of stuff accounting you know there are so many things you have to learn when you're starting a business and it is exciting when you're doing it but over time you have to continue that process and it can the, the shine can then start to wear off particularly if you're one of these people that love starting things but not necessarily completing things so you have to do something that really fires you up and makes you feel passionate because there will be points where you don't feel like doing your business and actually you need to still get up and you need to still continue with it because otherwise you don't have a business. It's the same as when you are becoming self-employed. So you might be a cleaner or a doctor or a window washer or whatever it is you do. You could become self-employed, which is great, but you still have to learn the marketing, finding your customers, making the time to actually serve them and actually do the job that they've paid you for. 
And it's a lot, lot harder to do. So, you know, I work mainly as a locum GP. I don't have to go to the surgery, drum up my own patients and bring my own patients to the surgery like I would if I was a private GP. That's already done. The patients are already there. I'm just being paid to turn up and serve them. That's it. So, yes, I'm self-employed. I don't have to do all of the making a business. But equally, there are only so many patients I can see in a day safely. Okay, and there's only so many days in a week where I want to work because otherwise I get burnt out and grumpy. So when I started the female money doctor, I've had to learn about finding my own customers, finding my own clients, finding my own tribe of people that I love working with. It's been a big shift. It's been a big, steep learning curve where you have to understand that it's not just about showing up in front of a camera and, and teaching there's so many other bits to it. I mean, you may have noticed that my background has changed on this video. Well, since I've done my last videos, I've actually moved house. And in that process, I've then had to figure out how I'm going to still run my business in a new environment. And it's unsettling, but you still have to make it work and carry on with it. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? So it does involve a lot of problem solving. And I've been doing this now for nearly five years. And it still isn't paying me a salary. It's paying for itself. It's paying for my coaching and things that I need in order to progress and grow my business. But it's not paying me a salary yet. That's the next phase. And considering the fact that I've been doing this now for nearly five years, you might be thinking, wow, what was the point of all of this? But I, I've got a vision in my mind and I know what I'm aiming for. And I know that I need to keep going with this in order to make it work. And it's something that I'm passionate about. This is the problem that people get into. This is one of the traps that Robert Kiyosaki talks about in his book. He says that when you go from being employed to being self-employed, you fall into the trap of thinking that you own a business. But actually, if you stopped working on your business, it would no longer run. This is the situation I'm in with mine. If I stopped tomorrow working on my business, who would do my social media? Who would stand in front of a camera and actually do the teaching that I do? Who would go out there and coach clients? They wouldn't, yeah? So I'm in that situation now where my business is needing me and my time. The next step is to have my business working without me needing to do every single step of it. So systems and processes and automations and employing staff and other coaches and things like that. There are lots of people online who say that you just rock up on TikTok or you rock up on YouTube and you shoot some videos talking about a product or you create some kind of product like a journal or a notebook and you go out there and you can effortlessly make $5,000 to $10,000 a month. Easy. It's just not true. And it really, really annoys me because it leads people into this expectation that they can somehow make all of this money. Well, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. It's not like that. The reality is not like that. And you have to be prepared to do things day in and day out to support your business that people don't even see. And it can take years before people recognize that. All right. So don't fall into that trap of thinking that just jumping into a business or jumping into some side hustle is what's going to save you. It's not. You have to really think about this. OK, it takes a long time for something like this to actually work properly. OK, so that's the that's the the warning of that book in that if you are trying to transition from one side to the other, 
it's not going from employed to self-employed. It's going from employed to running a business. And then that means that you are in a different position. You're not the one washing the windows. You're not the one cleaning the floors. You are the one overseeing it from the top to help the people underneath who are the ones bringing in the money that is building your business, yeah? Jeff Bezos is not the one that's picking and packing your parcels. He has armies and armies of people that are employed by Amazon in order to do that and fulfill that role. So think about that process and not thinking that being self-employed is going to free you because it's not. Now, the other trap you need to avoid is when you are starting a business and you're starting to make money and it's working. I mean, yay, celebrate. It's great. But what are you going to do with that money? Are you using it to pay off debt? Are you using it to build your savings? Are you using it to start investing? You have to make sure that whatever you are doing, whether it's being employed, being self-employed or running a business, that those profits that you are creating are going towards your future freedom. Yeah. If you want to someday give up work and no longer need to, to work, what is your succession plan for your business? Who's going to take over that business? How are you going to sell it? Have you got an exit strategy for selling your business? Who is going to take over? Your family? So many situations um, arise in families where parents think their children are going to take over their business. And actually, the child has got no interest at all in running it. So what's the succession plan? Yeah. If you're self-employed, when are you going to give up work? What happens if you're sick and you can't work anymore? It's the same with being employed. You know, okay, you're going to have some protection from your employer. They're going to give you some kind of sick leave um, through all of that. But there'll be a point where that runs out. So what do you do about that? Well, you get insurances. You build an emergency fund. You make sure that you've got a pension that's being started. There are so many people who are self-employed who don't even have a pension. I mean, I've seen it. I've got several patients that I've dealt with who don't have a pension in place. They don't have income protection in place or they don't have anything that supports them outside of working. So they have to keep working on the treadmill all the time. It's really important that when you are making this transition, if you think that starting a business is the way forward, fantastic. But you've got to have this overall rounded strategy so that it's not just you constantly working and making things and doing things inside the business you're also overseeing it from the point of view of a ceo okay so i hope that that helps and that puts it into perspective for you i don't want you to think that building a business is not something you can do because it absolutely is something you can do but i just i don't want people to buy into this idea that you can just become an overnight success right you can't it takes time it takes effort and it takes persistence you really do have to find something that you really resonate with because otherwise it's going to just be a very difficult process for you i've chosen to build my business slowly you know i would have missed out on having a wedding i would have missed out on buying a new house i would have missed out on all of those holidays and things nice things that i were doing i was doing with my friends over the years had I not chosen to stay in my job and build a business at the same time. I mean, of course, there are also downsides to doing that, like it takes longer and I'm not as reliant on my business to make me an income, which means that I can be a little bit more kind of laissez-faire about it. But it's meant that my finances are stable. So I don't have to worry about where the next meal is coming from. 
Um, granted, not everybody has that luxury in that time. But if you can, it definitely makes a difference because it means then that what you are building is not under pressure to perform immediately. OK, but it can be frustrating when it takes a while. So with that, that's the end of my <laughs> my kind of soapbox rant about everything. But I hope that you will go and read that book if you haven't done so already to understand the distinctions between each of the four quadrants. If you're interested in finding out more about investing or working with me one-to-one -one so I can help you with your finances, then please get in touch. Check out the show notes for the link to the blog post that goes with this video so that you can read more about my thoughts on this. Okay, so with that, I'm going to love you and leave you and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. I really hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, please like and follow and subscribe because this is the only way that I'm going to be able to get this podcast into the hands of as many women around the world as possible. Now, if you're bored in between episodes, don't worry. I've got a Facebook group, Women Working Towards Money Freedom. Come and join us in there. I often do live sessions and training and it's all great fun in there. Um, and also, if you would like to come and find me on any of the other social media platforms, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, it would be great to catch up with you there and you can let me know what's going on for you. So you take care of yourself and I will see you soon. Bye.